This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. It's me, Roz. Summer, be gone. I'm over you. I'm done with the heat. Though I don't think that's necessarily going away. But bring on the pumpkins. Bring on the ghost stories. It is our time. And I'm so excited about it. I have got Cameron Farmer on the pod today, who is a comedian so, so funny. I highly recommend seeing Cameron if ever you get the chance. And we had a great, we got a great talk. It gets a little deep. It's a little fun. I mean, we laugh. We have a good time. There will be a video version of this episode um, within the week, but the audio is here and now. So I hope you enjoy that. I don't have a ton to say up top here other than, you know, the typical stuff, mainly stuff you can find in the description of this episode, like my Patreon link for a full-length episode every week, and um, I guess that's it. So let's do it. Here's me talking to Cameron Farmer. On with the show. Oh my god, hi Cameron. Hi Roz, how are you? So good, how are you? I'm doing well, I'm excited to be here. Oh my god, I'm so excited that you're here. We've done a lot of shows lately and you're always slaying the children. Thank you so much. No child left unslayed. Oh my god, thank you so much. I mean, it's always fun to watch you and now I get to talk to you about ghosts. I'm so psyched. Where are you at on that? I love them. Obviously, I believe in them. <laughs> well, you grew up in Pasadena, which is like, yeah. it's kind of ghost 
central. Yeah. There's so many old houses. So much. So much local lore and spookiness. Yeah, all the JPL, like, what's his name? Scientologist guy. Oh, L. Ron Hubbard. Hubbard. Yeah. Fucking mm-hmm. gateway to hell, all that stuff. Yeah, what is that? He, it was like he would do like sex, magic, party, sacrifice, weird shit, trying uh-huh. to open up a gateway to hell. Right. With the guy who started JPL. Yeah. So I've there's heard like a, about this. Yeah, there's like a weird gateway to hell, like in Pasadena or something that they tried to open. It's really not a chill place at all. Does it work? Does it actually go I to hell? I mean. I would say that there's like definitely demonic <laughs> entities in Pasadena for sure <laughs> that are t- that like uh, you know kind of dictate the vibe. I would right. say that for sure. Tom Girardi, honey. Fly <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prime example. Wait, so when you grow up in Pasadena, is it like? Um, you know, like all the teenagers go to the gateway to hell or what? I mean, like I was such a like homebody that I tell you, I couldn't tell you, <laughs> but okay. I bet that that happened a lot. Sure. I was just like always alone. You know, I was too. Yeah. But I still, I had my moments where I would go out to like the spooky. Yeah. Like we, ha- I've talked so many times on this podcast about it, but we had like a cemetery that had like a witch that Ooh. like a witch lady that people would see. Yeah, um, I, I, I that was I probably was social about three times in high school, and <laughs> yeah. I think two times it involved going there. <laughs> yeah. I was at church a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, what so kind of church are we talking? I was, you know, new school Pentecostal. Okay, so very chill, but we're speaking in tongues, babe. Speaking in tongues, for sure, absolutely. Okay, so it's like I did grow up like very spiritually inclined with like <sighs> the like acknowledgement that a spiritual world existed, but like anything that wasn't of God was like so just not accepted in my household that it was just like, you don't even talk about it. You don't even think about that stuff because you can manifest anything. So I was just like very careful and very like aware when I was younger. Okay. So where are you at on that now? I'm still pretty like, okay. So I do believe in God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, like, I'm very, like, Christian scientist or Christian magician, I guess, rather. Not Christian scientist. I celebrate Halloween and shit. But, like, where most of me still being Christian is because of, like, ancestral connections. Okay. And then also because it's, like, my growing up and in no way, shape, or form. Am I, like, Jesus is the way and the truth and that's <laughs> it and there's no other. It's just, like, you know, God is all around us. God is, like, this earth, like, literally, physically, and also just, like, an energy and a spirit. And, you know, there's so many different messiahs who came down here to be, like, God is love. And so it's just, like, God is love. And it's how we, like, love one another. And there's, like, a balance of energy. So it's just, like, I've definitely, like, pulled back a lot of, like, being so intense and, like, rule-abiding when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I think uh, just so much anxiety. And, like, I have, you know, I'm mentally ill. So, like, it, I think it helped keep me, like, together and, mm-hmm. like, alive. But, uh, you know, definitely, like... Am acknowledging that it's just not, it doesn't have to be one certain thing, and that like everybody's beliefs are legitimate and also real. 
Right. Yeah. It's like you can't take one thing and say everything else doesn't exist. It doesn't make any sense. I'm just such a believer that truly whatever can be believed by one person. Like, whatever works for you works for you. Yeah, exactly. I'm not here to fight with what works for somebody. No. What? Why would I? What is the point of that? It does nothing. It does nothing. Yeah. So when you, when you were saying... Um, Okay, so like when you were younger, mm-hmm. if the idea of like a ghost or something, would that be considered just like demonic or? Yeah. Okay. Baby, my mental illness was a demon that I was trying to like fight with. Everything was demonic. Okay. But like I did when I was younger, I did definitely have like some experiences. Uh, like at my, apparently at my grandfather's funeral, I was like two years old. I was like talking to him in some room and then I came up to my grandma and I was like, don't worry, I just talked to him. Don't cry, everybody says he's fine and everything's gonna be chill. I was just like, what are you talking about, babe? It's just in. Yeah, this just You don't remember this? I don't remember it, but it was like told to me. Wow. Yeah, so it's like, I think, I mean like definitely felt like a heavy, like walked in in a world where like spiritual, spirituality and uh, presences were always there and like acknowledged. Okay. To an extent where it was maybe too much, but also it's like, I was probably way too open to that when I was younger, susceptible. Okay. If that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I. That's why I feel like I'm pretty open to it, but at the same time I'm like, Please, like, only on my terms. Like, yeah, I don't absolutely. Want, I don't want just, like, some ghost coming up to me and yeah, pinching my butt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that happening. Don't pinch my butt, Don't sir. pinch my butt. <laughs> ghost? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I think, be, like, I'm so grateful to be medicated now because I think, like, before that, it just was, like, an onslaught and just, like, so open to, like, anything because you can't really protect yourself when you don't know how to like, I guess like compartmentalize in like more positive ways or mm-hmm. just like ways where you're protecting yourself spiritually. And so I'm like, I'm happy to be medicated because now I can like turn it on and turn it off when I need to. Okay. Instead of just like, it's on all the time. It's and on. And you're just feeling everybody's energy and like presence all the time. Yeah. It's exhausting. Would you say that there's a side of you that's, like, also empathic or, um, like, psychically connected as well? for sure. I I think all black people in America are given, like, tools psychically and spiritually that have been like passed on to us in order for us to like survive and thrive. Mm. And so that's just like, I just think it's ingrained within us and it's not just only ours. It's just like our entire history that comes with us. Like an instinct and- I think just, yeah, just uh, our ancestors just giving us those gifts because of what we've had to put through been put through uh, historically, it just like as a people we shouldn't have survived. There's like logically no reason why we should survive in the fact that we are surviving and thriving. There's just this like I think a lot of spiritual warfare that has like happened to black people in this uh, country and that continues to happen. And like the only way that we are so 
fucking cunty and stunty <laughs> is because like we are like held and like taken care of. Okay. And it's like your choice if you tap into that or not. Do you think there's a queer connection to that too? For sure. Yeah. I do too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's why I think a lot of it is also instinct. Like I think it's like like a psychic ability mm-hmm. that is developed from being an outsider. Yes. Or I don't know. I don't know what exactly. I can't really define what it is, but I do think that there's certain survival skills mm-hmm. and certain abilities to look uh, at things from a bigger picture. I don't know. I definitely think it's like it stems from survival. And then it's, I think it stems from survival, yeah, where it's just you have to be more spiritually inclined if you want to continue living and like, and being queer in this country where it's just like, why is that still the case? It's so fucking insane. It just doesn't make any sense. But, you know, again, I think that like, I think also the like God that has been, created in this country is so fucking demonic (laughs) Mm. and like such a way for like evil to reign that it just is it warps people's minds and there's like no it's so wrapped up in capitalism and just like so wrapped up in control and people and fear and I think that energy I was listening to this um tarotist that I really like he's like an astrologist tarotist named Chris Corsini and he was just talking about how like energies have a consciousness like that so like an evil consciousness when it's like we're seeing a shift right now and like a lot more people being enlightened to like good and love and wanting like peace and acceptance and you see that this evil consciousness and like uh, is just trying to Uh, retain control and so you see like when it wants control it's like tightening its grip even though like on a bigger level it's just getting pushed away and that's inevitable but you see that grip being tightened even more and so you see like you know in a more I guess like literal sense you're seeing like legislation become even more like restrict and like us going backwards it seems like but it's just this consciousness like not wanting to let go this place is haunted. I mean, it's a beer burial ground. Oh, America? Yeah. Just in general. In yeah. general. It's like, it's fucked. Well, and like, just not even acknowledging history that yeah. is so prevalent in this country of just kind of like, let's just act like nothing happened. It's like, crazy. <laughs> how is that going to turn out? <laughs> it's like, of course, there's going to be like, really just like a, a war, a spiritual war. You can feel it happening right now. Just energetically, these two things that are at odd. Everything has been so imbalanced that we're just trying to find a balance. Mm-hmm. But it's just from the get of like what America is now. It's just like, it's not, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Just bad, bad stuff. But we're figuring it out. <sighs> Sorry, is that too much? No, it's not. Um, also, <laughs> when you first said that tarot, that tarot, what did you say, tarotist? Yeah. That tarotist name. I thought you said Chris Christie for like two seconds. <laughs> Chris Christie, I love. And I was like, wait a minute. Chris Christie is a tarotist? Yeah, he's one of my favorites. And you love him? 
can you imagine? Wait, I got a little confused for two seconds. In a parallel universe, Chris Christie is a terrorist. Can you say that person's name again? Chris Corsini. Okay, Chris Corsini. Yeah, not he, Chris Christie. No, Chris Corsini. Okay. He's like Canadian and then was in Portugal for a while and I think is in Germany right now. He oh, just wow. streams all the time. He's fucking incredible. Damn. Yeah, he's really great. I love him a lot. I gotta get into that. Terrorist. And then he does all of it in ASL, and like he speaks and does ASL at the same time. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. He's awesome. Yeah. He's like a rapper also, which I'm like, okay, but <laughs> <laughs> I love the tarot, babe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does he rap about tarot? No, he raps about like, <laughs> it's always about like energy and then like fuck my haters because he's a Gemini, so it's very that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So do you have any stories, like, have you ever, besides that funeral when you were a child, have you ever, like, felt like you encountered a ghost or <laughs> something? <laughs> Sorry. A ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Spit take. Um, For sure. Well, <clears throat> I did astral project. Okay, please. Recently, please, um, over tell quarantine. me. I just was, like, really high, and I had been... Getting, I was going through, and still am, but really heavy going through my uh, Saturn return during quarantine. Mm -hmm. So all these memories that had like been blocked off again, being like queer, uh, where I was just like, sorry, don't remember, eighteen past, were like all coming back and flooding me. Um, Saturn return, okay. If people don't know about that, yeah. that's usually what is it, twenty eight or like around? What is it? Yeah, it's normally like twenty eight to thirty two. You get three in your lifetime. Uh -huh. So there's like twenty eight to like thirty two. There's uh, like late 40s, early 50s, which like when people have like a midlife crisis, that's what it is. And then there's one like late, like early 80s. And then that's like your, you know, the next phase of your life and you're uh -huh. getting prepared for that or like the next phase of your spirit. Because it's like it's when Saturn is back yes. where it was when you were born. Yes. And it stays there for about like three, four years. And it's usually when you're just like. F figuring out some new shit. Yeah, or... you're just like re-evaluating your foundation at that point and restructuring and being like, okay, what was given to me? At, like, what was told to me? And then what have I taken from it? And what do I want to keep? And what do I want to let go of? Mm -hmm. um, so like at this one, it's a lot of like your childhood stuff and like yes. things you were raised with and re-evaluating that. Like, does that still serve a purpose? Or because a lot of the times with trauma, also you like you have trauma responses and they've helped you survive for so long. And then you get older and they become a hindrance mm -hmm. because it's like, well, I don't need to, you know, I'm older. I'm like more aware of myself or more control of myself. And I don't need to like still use those tools, but they're still here. And OK, let's let's get rid of those if you choose to do that work. Sometimes people don't. And. You know, they be, they're rotted, but do it. Do, <laughs> do it. it. Just do it. It's scary, but it's great. Yeah. So I was just like thinking about astral projection and just doing a lot of like spiritual work. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I was like, let's see where, what happens, where I go. And then like all of a sudden, like happened upon like my theater teacher from high school and then my grandfather again. And then my great grandma who didn't want to talk to me at all. Because she was like, I don't know what the fuck this is, and you shouldn't be here, and I'm not talking to you. Wait, wait, wait. While Astra projecting? Yeah, I didn't expect to see them. I was just like, let's see where I go. And then all of a sudden, my theater teacher from high school was like, hey, you know, your life is not what I thought it would have been, but good on you. This is cool what you decided to do. I wait, hang on a second. So you <laughs> he, were... He passed also. Okay. Yeah. So... 
you went into meditation? Yeah. Or, okay. I went into meditation. I was like on an edible. I had on some really like music that was like sounds and <laughs> just like tones and just was like heavy meditation and just like letting my mind you know, sink and then like travel where I wanted to go and like, you know, saw like pulled back, saw some planets, was definitely in like weird spaces. And then all of a sudden these like beings were there and I was like, oh shit, you know? And so it's just like, it was not what I was expecting or what I was looking for. And it wasn't like I had been thinking about them a lot even recently. So it was just like really unexpected. Um, And you said your grandma was? My great grandma. She didn't want to talk to me. She's like, what are you doing here? Yeah, she just, like, turned her back to me. And I told my mom, and my mom was, like, mad and then was like, well, yeah, she didn't like that kind of shit, so that makes sense <laughs> that she wouldn't talk to you. Because oh I'd never met her before. Yeah. <laughs> it was so weird. And then my grandpa, I just recently got married, but he was like, I like your guy. I like your fella. He's pretty cool. Like, you seem wow. happy. Yeah. But I, he passed when I was two, so I didn't know him very well either. Well, you, but you talked to him at his funeral, right? Yeah. So it was like the first time I had seen him since then. It was so bizarre. So do you want to do it again? Yeah, I haven't done it since then. Well, actually, that's not true. I got I was super manic because I accidentally got off my meds earlier this year. And that was like a time where it was just like so many downloads Mm -hmm. that I wasn't really able to control and I couldn't sleep a lot. So I was like, let me just like astral project for a second. So that way, at least like my body can rest, even though my mind's going crazy. And then I was, like, doing that and meditating. And then I, God was like, hey, want to chat? And I was like, sure. <laughs> I'm available. Yeah. And then uh, God was like, okay, let me just show you something. And then just, like, went deep, 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 like, very micro, micro, micro into the earl to, into the earth, and then like was showing me just uh, the mycelium and like the interconnectedness of that and the talking. It was just like, this is me, by the way. And I was like, okay, work, bitch. You <laughs> see all this? That is me. Yeah, it's just like that's me. Yeah, and that's I was like, me. okay, work, work. And yeah. it was just like so. And I was like, all right, good. I'll just I'll keep telling people. And then I think eventually I was like, okay, I have to get out of here. So does that? help I mean it obviously would help you believe in gods for sure yeah but it's like and and then again though but it's like God is so much more it's just like it's our connections to one another it's like our energy that we exchange with the things that we do and the people that we see and Mm -hmm. like the love that we share and it just is so much more than like our mind can comprehend or what our mind wants to like the box that we want to put it in or the book that we want to put it in. Mm. That it's just like you have to remember that we're just part of the flow of everything and just like taking sometimes you have to take your ego out of it, yeah, which is tough, especially in like this industry where you're just like, I'm not kidding. What and what if I don't and if I'm a failure, it's just like, bitch chill out see I use the word God too I think some people get intimidated by that word like you know because of probably trauma, trauma. yeah you know? <laughs> which makes um, sense but I've I've learned to to embrace that word after years of being like ugh. yeah but see, I keep getting into situations where I'm like oh I'm like kind of trying to play God with my life mm-hmm. like uh, where certain things where I'm like oh I can't manipulate this like I need to just let it happen yeah and I think that it's all p- 
part of a plan and yeah. it's all all of that. I think also it's like we can if we choose to be the god in our lives, you know, and try to control everything, but it's like why would I want I guess for my choice is like I'm so limited in my view. I can only see like on this plane and backwards and forwards and also what I interact with with my point like perspective. It's so I'm only going to be serving myself and I would much much rather like serve something greater than myself. So I'll mm-hmm. just like give it up to God. And then also then incredible things that I can never even figure out for myself. Mm-hmm. And you're allowing that to happen for you as well. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll be a fucking sacrifice. Whatever. I don't care. Give it up for God. Give it up. <laughs> oh, hey there. Uh one second. It's me, Roz. Uh so after we recorded, Cameron was telling me a ghost story and I was like ah oh, damn it we stopped recording can you send me like an audio version of you telling that story I think that the listeners would love it and I got it so we're gonna listen to that real quick and then we'll head on over to the the rest of today's programming so here it is so ant season in LA is pretty bad what a silly way to start it <laughs> A story, but it's important. And uh, we have an ant problem every summer. And it's really frustrating because we don't really have really good solutions. We kind of just have to ride it out. Um, last summer, we found this like really cool gel that you can put um, in a hole and the ants will take it back to their colony and then it kind of wipes them out. But we had forgotten about that. Um, until I came home one day and realized that like my husband had pulled out the gel. And so I was like, oh, this is great. So I took it, I put it in the hole and I sent a video to my husband. He was like, that's great. Thank you for doing that. Um, he, I had assumed that he had pulled it out because he didn't have a chance to do it. So yeah, back, backstory for that. But he came home later and I said, Hey, thank you for pulling that out. Um, you know, here's, uh, it seems like it's been working. And he told me I didn't pull that out. And I was like, well, who did? And he was like, well, let's check and see if anything's missing because somebody must have come in and, and done that. That's crazy. So we looked around, nothing it seemed to be missing. Our laptop was there, computers were there. All of our personal stuff was there. We checked the doors There wasn't any sign of forced entry. We had called our manager, our apartment manager, and uh, asked her if anybody had stopped by the apartment to maybe work on the ant stuff. And she said no. She checked in with our maintenance guy. He hadn't come in. And so we got really weirded out because it came from a cabinet that had been closed a uh, little backstory is that we had had a neighbor above us pass a few years ago and she's a really sweet woman and was going through a really tough uh, cancer issue, situation. She had cancer. Um, she had gone through remission, but still her immune system was um, really poor and eventually succumbed to an injury because her immune system couldn't fight it back. While she did live in the apartment, though, uh, my partner just had really become really good friends with her. 
helped her get groceries up the stairs, helped her like walking up and down the stairs or talk to her um, out on the porch and just kept her company. And she would text him sometimes and just let him know how she was feeling. So we had known or had assumed that she had come down to play with our three new cats because sometimes they would run around and chase something that we couldn't really see. And so we had just, you know, we think that maybe she pulled out the ant thing to help us out because she knew how much it stressed my partner and uh, just wanted to do a solid for us before the really hot summer came. And that's my story. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Hey, let's get spooky. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to tell you about a famous story. It's called The Van Meter Visitor. Okay. Ever heard of that? No. Okay, well, it took place in 1903. Okay, work. In Van Meter, Iowa. Okay. So here's how it started. This is a small little town, 400 people. There was an implement dealer named U.G. Griffith. Okay. What's an implement? You know, like implements. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know. I thought it was like one specific thing. Like implements. Implements. And got he it. dealt them. Okay, got it. Okay, <laughs> so he's over here minding his, his own business one night okay. after a long day of dealing implements. Mm-hmm, of course. And he notices up on top of a building what looks like a spotlight, like someone's like shining down a spotlight. Okay. He's like, Okay, what's going on? Like, I'm trying to sleep. And he's about to go out there and be like, you motherfucker, you know? Yeah, yeah. Turn that fucking thing on. Yeah. I'm sure. 1903. Whatever, the 1903 version. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he goes out there. He's all mad. And he sees it jump off the roof oh to God. another roof. And it's actually not just like some light. It's accompanied by this huge creature. Whoa. This creature is about nine feet tall. And it has bat-like wings. 
It has a horn on its head, and the horn is what is shooting out the light. Oh, my God. And it moves super fast. It has a terrible odor that it's just, like, spraying all over town. And um, and then it kind of just disappeared. Whew. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, so some reports say that he shot it, shot at it, yeah. and that it, the bullets were like... Nothing. It's just like... It's like literally um, giving us that. So the next night, the town's doctor is sleeping in his office, which give it up for healthcare workers. I mean, mean. sleeping in his office, long days of work. And same thing. He sees this light outside and he grabs his gun and he shoots at it five times. Nothing. Oh my just God. like, like it's metal. It just goes off this creature. So, you know, now this this monster is just like, yeah, literally. Who is that? David Guetta, whatever that song <laughs> yeah. is, Titanium, yeah. honey. So, now we get to night three, and word is spreading that there's this light monster, and there's a man named Clarence Dunn. And he's the next person to experience her. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna gender her yeah, as yeah. a her. Please. Clarence Dunn is done. Yeah. Okay. He's <laughs> not. He's he's heard that this monster's terrorizing the city, basically. At, which I don't know. She's kind of minding her own business. I don't know why they're shooting at her. Yeah. But she's just shining a light, checking out. Just what's shining happening. a light on the town. Yeah. So he hears what sounds like somebody outside is struggling and gagging. Okay. Honey, they were gagging. <laughs> she was giving it to them. So he goes outside, and there's the light, and he shoots at it, nothing once again. And he goes out there ne- the next day, and he finds three-toed footprints that allegedly he makes a plaster cast of. Okay. Though I looked it up, and nobody seems to know where those are, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> at least Sauce. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but at least two other people saw it that night, including reports of it perched up on a phone po- uh, telephone pole. Wow, okay. And um, someone seeing it hop around like a kangaroo until it made its way to uh, the nearby coal mines. and like, It's home. I mean, I think so. You're now, digging in the ground. W- well, okay. So okay. what? One thing that I with pointing out all these guys, they were very respected. Like these were. I mean, we're talking doctors. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a banker. One was so, an implement dealer. An, 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 yes, a prominent <laughs> implement dealer, a Van Meter. Of course. Uh, so you know that kind of lends itself to the credibility of this story, even yeah. though like we don't know where this plaster two-toed or three-toed footprint is, but Mm -hmm. either way. So now we're at a point where they're getting their pitchforks and the town is like, we got to get this this creature. So they heard noises. They go down to the coal mine Mm -hmm. and they're hearing crazy noises inside. And she comes out. Mm -hmm. She's like, what is going... Like, I'm just trying to mind my own business. Yeah. So she comes out of her coal mine and <laughs> I'm like listening to myself. This is a real story. No, no, I'm fascinated. Allegedly. So she comes out of her house. Yeah. And this time she's got a little 
smaller version of herself. Oh, her baby. Mini me. Yeah. It's like very mini me. She has like a four foot version of herself with her. And she is just like, what are you like? Like, get what off do you want? My get lawn. off my property. My <laughs> <laughs> property. Get out of here. Get out of here. She's her and her daughter just minding their own business. And um, then, you know, th- of course, these men yeah. are going crazy. So they're shooting at her with her with her light on her head. And she this is her. <laughs> She's got her light on her head. Fire away, fire away. Ricochet, Ricochet bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> and her little child is joining in on the, it's a duet, honey. Yes, harmony. Harmonizing, <laughs> like only a family can. Yes. And um, finally they're like, okay, you done? Like they run out of yeah. bullets. And then they go back inside. They're like, are we done here? Yeah. <laughs> they go inside. And then apparently the townsmen uh, dynamited the entrances and locked them in. Never to be seen from again. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> See, it's funny because you and I are hearing this story and we're like rooting for them. Yeah. <laughs> but like in 1903, these people are like, those are demons. Like, you know. They're... Well, maybe. But I'm right. <laughs> it's a sad story. <laughs> but also like, yeah, they weren't, they didn't find like sheep dead or anything like that. No, right? Nothing. They were just probably like, what's happening? Who are all these people? Exactly. They... Maybe the mom was looking for implements. She's probably looking for implements. <laughs> for her and her She young. probably was living underground. Yeah. All of a sudden, all these people are digging in her house, and she's like, well, who are these yeah, people? Yeah, she's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. And then they start shooting at her. She's like, what? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to raise a family. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, more maybe more likely, that was like her smaller husband. Oh, that's probably more likely, yeah. I, maybe because I mean there would have had to be another parent or I, yeah. don't, I don't know but that is most likely her husband but when it comes to the credibility of this so you would think that there would be a way to go in there and find the bones yeah something or maybe it found another way out and mm-hmm. it got out I don't know moved there's a yeah, maybe it moved <laughs> maybe I'll they're like I guess I'll move yeah like we can take a hint okay <laughs> Uh, so there was a paranormal investigator named Chad Lewis that wrote a book about it called The Van Meter Visitor, colon, A True and Mysterious Encounter with the Unknown, hmm. uh, which he wrote alongside Kevin Lee Nelson. And um, I found a video online that was kind of talking about possible explanations. I guess there's some kind of bat with a glow on its horn, like as a horn that glows, that's called a uh, luminoptrix. Okay. Which I love. I love that. But not nine feet. No, and not four feet either. Exactly. So, um, but here's something that's coincidental. If anyone here happens to be in the Van Meter, Iowa area, on the 24th of September, the Van Meter Visitor Festival will be taking place with guest speakers, vendors, a walking tour, and a food truck provided by Snappy's Barbecue. Wow. So if I was living over there, that's exactly where I would be. I'd get some barbecue. I actually love this creature. I don't find this. See, I thought this was going to be kind of a creepier story. I think it's amazing. Yeah, she seems like just a cool gal. 
ricochet, you take your aim. <laughs> and who's to say that that bat isn't just a descendant? I mean, we evolved. Mm. You think she can evolve? Right. Maybe finally she can get out. She's like, I guess I can't walk around, but maybe if I fly around. Exactly. They won't bother me. But I think that the part, because of course people also, th- even in those days, thought maybe it was some person dressed up in cost- uh, costume. Jumping from around. roof to roof. Well, exactly. And getting <laughs> shot a million times. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I also, yeah. a lot of times with these creature stories, I'm always just like, well, it could just be like an abnormal Species of something. Yeah, that's true. Like, why couldn't there be just like a giant, like Bat. Clifford? Okay, Clifford's real. Clifford is real. Clifford's a big dog. <laughs> so why not it be happens. a giant bat? Hey, you want to hear some ghost voices? Yes. Okay, it's time for EVPs or EV please. Have you ever heard of an EVP? Yes, but, okay, only because of Demi's show. (laughs) Oh, you watched it. No, I only watched the clips of Uh, her singing. singing. She's back to her. She's back to her. Um, Yes, her singing to a ghost. Yeah. Well, this is not that. Okay, period. Well, this is, okay, so what I do is I go to YouTube and I look up EVPs, electronic voice phenomena, Mm -hmm. and I find two of them. And I want you to tell me what you hear. Okay. And then I'll give you some options, the correct answer being what the person that posted it believes it said. Okay. This first one was posted by Stephen Lynn. Thank you, Stephen. It appears to be in his house. Ooh, okay. Um, what is it saying? Okay, it's like a whisper. Sounds like it's saying, I want a bath. I want a bath. <laughs> I kind of hear that. Okay, yeah. That's possible. That's not what Steven said. Yeah, I bet. It's not well, saying, I want a bath. Well, you'd be surprised sometimes. Okay, is it A, ah, what the hell? B, I'm a grown man. <laughs> he felt the need to say that. I'm a grown man. Uh, C, I'm Raphael. Huh. Or D, uh, what's that smell? <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm Raphael. That's what they say. Yeah. I'm Raphael. <laughs> I'm Raphael. I guess. Yeah. Sure, why not? Um, okay, here's another one. This one was posted by Haunted Joe Horton. Thank you. Haunted Joe, Haunted Joe Horton. I don't know what the location of this one is, but apparently it's a ghost saying something. Okay. Whoa, okay. Okay, it's another kind of whisper. Sounds more feminine. Ooh. Let's do it again. Oh my god! I hear something that is. I hear she's scared now, or she's here now. But it sounds really. I don't know. I don't. Ooh, that's... she's here now. Yeah. Okay, I do hear that. 
Is it A, ooh, bitch, she's serving, yes. <laughs> is it B, she's here in the house. C, don't just stare and laugh. Or D, blue cheese smeared on trout. Ooh, I wish it was that one. She's here in the house. I hear blue cheese smeared on trout. Really? Okay, and I can hear that now, too. But I think she's saying she's here in the house. She sounds so scared. It is. She's here in the house. Oh, my God. She's here in the house. Oh. I don't know who she is. I don't know what house. Okay, I'm going to have to sage my body after this. No, <laughs> you'll be fine. It's just some audio. Oh, she sounds so scared and sad. Possibly. Oh, I'm going to take these off. Wow. I hope she's okay. Well, this is fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let's do one last thing. I'm just going to like rattle off some paranormally kind of stuff and I want you to tell me if you've had an experience if you have any thoughts yeah anything period Bigfoot where are you at maybe that's how I feel about Bigfoot okay I know there was a, that documentary about it where it could have just been like hippies like trying oh, to grow yeah. weed or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that it's so hard when I feel like something is so reinforced in the zeitgeist it feels like a cia uh, like a cia psyop do you know what i mean mm. it makes me doubtful right you know what i mean i know and bigfoot's just been around so much it feels oversaturated it's everywhere yeah especially but then again like i kind of believe in this big bat story that we read earlier. that i believe for <laughs> sure but also i never heard that before in my life but also like because she kind of did it right. She like did. Her, she had her moment around yeah. people. She said, "These people, I'm fine without them." Yes, and then dipped. Yeah, yeah. Bigfoot seems to poke her head around a little bit more. Yeah, and just kind of like, just be like, "Hey," and I'm like, "Aren't you supposed to be hiding?" Yeah, in the woods. Like, you want to take a picture? But like, I guess it could also just be like a protector of the woods who like started coming out more after we started chopping down the trees and was like yo okay my house again this is my house yeah yeah i guess that's a possibility she's coming out honey it's about <laughs> she wants time the world to know. do you believe in haunted dolls the concept of a doll being haunted absolutely why because i just think that like you know sometimes spirits need a place to go in you know <laughs> to find like a place and there maybe are just trying to find something and a when vessel, you're a, a vessel yeah yeah but if it's in a doll there's something that that person i think it's something that person did wrong where it's just like you're trapped in something that's inanimate like this is a punishment in some way oh because you're not able to have any free will not really yeah i mean there's there's a lot of things you wouldn't be able to do. Yeah. It would feel weird. It'd feel kind of like being a human, but, like, you can't, like, bend your... No. You know, you can't, like... You can observe. Yeah. And then also, I guess, like, with dolls being something that, like, children play with and children are so receptive to, like, 
more of a like what's happening spiritually around them, especially with ghosts and stuff, because mm-hmm. they're still so fresh and haven't been tainted by so everybody else's shit. But yeah. like, you know, I fully believe in haunted dolls, but I don't fuck with that shit. Oh God, <laughs> that shit scares me. What about um, synchronicities? Yes. Can you think of any synchronicities in your life? Well, I was just talking to my partner about like just deja vu, um, which I think is like similar to synchronicities Mm -hmm. where it's like time isn't how we think of it as like linear, you know, it's just happening constantly and around us. And so sometimes I think with synchronicities or like with deja vu, it's just like us somehow our brains being able at one point to open up to like the bigger time frame. Or, like, the time that's happening always, and then that, like, coming together. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I knew this happened, or I felt this before, because it already is happening. Yeah. So. And then there was, like, an NPR, my, okay, I didn't listen to this, but my boss did and was telling me about it. Like, an NPR thing where it was, like, confirmed that that's, like, how time works. Really? Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Okay, I just remembered. Um, can I read you a ghost story? Yes, please. All right. This was submitted by a listener of this very podcast. Oh my God. It was written in a five-star review, which anyone that listens to this podcast, if you gave me five stars, you could tell me a ghost story that I could <laughs> read with a guest, maybe. This is coming from TT. And TT gave five stars and said some very nice things about me. But then... They write, my boyfriend and I moved into our first apartment together, the attic of an old brick home built in 1880. Okay. (laughs) I loved it the second I laid eyes on it. I was immediately comfortable. I even said, I'm sure I lived here in a past life. So spooky stuff happens right away. Like corners of a room that never seem to get bright, no matter how many lights are on. Mm. Is that... Does that mean that because the, there's like a dark ghost there? Like the, I just yeah, there's like someone there, right? Uh, <laughs> just like hi. Yeah, like can you please not shine your damn lights? Uh, the feeling that you just missed seeing someone walk past the doorway. Mm-hmm. I'd call it run of the mill light haunting. Yeah, <laughs> sure, just typical stuff. Then one day I'm home alone, rushing to get ready for work. I walk through the room intended to be the living room. It was so small we used the second bedroom as our living room. Mm -hmm. I hear a loud whisper ask, how old are you? It's kind of rude. I don't (laughs) think you should do that. I froze for a second and then I ran to the bedroom. I text my friend and tell her what happened. She asked me if I answered the voice. I said no. Then I thought about it. I thought more about it. I guess I should answer. I wrote my age on a piece of paper and I threw it in the room and then (laughs) ran for the door for work. Time passes. The usual creepy but not scary feeling continues. One Saturday morning, I'm laying in bed in that state before you wake up and you're not fully dreaming. I tried to turn over, but my hand was being held. Mm. I say to my boyfriend, Sean, let go of my hand. Nothing. I say it again. And again, but no response. I start to panic and yell, let go, let go, Sean. I begin to visualize a woman sitting next to my bed. She is a typical Gibson girl. 
She has the dark hair all piled on her head. Mm. Then I realize I'm facing away from him and the hand that is being held is hanging out of the bed. Mm. I yelled as I opened my eyes to become full awake. Mary, it's Mary, she's, this person says. And my hand let go and I rock back a little, then bolt upright and start crying. My boyfriend wakes up and asks what's wrong and if I'm okay. I start to tell him what happened. He stops me and reminds me he doesn't want to hear about that stuff. <laughs> Just reminding you, I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little reminder. I know I asked, but I don't want to hear about it. Okay. And they, TT writes, uh, don't worry, we're no longer dating. Okay, good. Yeah. So <laughs> months go by, we run into our landlord. I ask him the age and history of the house. He told me how our apartment used to be his music room. And he, he's just like trying to tell you about his music yeah. career. <laughs> In case <laughs> you didn't know. Like, yeah, so I have a couple EPs on <laughs> couple Spotify. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Spotify? <laughs> a lot of great stuff was made in your room. Okay, that's not what we're asking. Yeah. Well, you wanted to know the history. Uh, <laughs> and he would get himself all worked up because he would see a woman walk by the doorway all the time. He said that she was wearing a long skirt with a high collar white blouse. Mm. And I knew it was Mary. Wow. Okay. Whew. If you were in that situation, would you stick around? I don't know. I feel like so... I mean, like, obviously the spirits are there to reach out and speak to somebody, but then it also feels like, isn't that their home? It makes me feel like mm-hmm. an intruder or something like that. But if they're trying to talk to you and trying to... Yeah, but if you're paying rent, I yeah. mean... <laughs> <laughs> like, you yeah. legally are living there. You are living there. It just is like, I, I guess, like, those situations make me nervous only because, like... I think being open to that kind of like uh, kind of like spiritual, it just makes me nervous because I'm like, I can't be everything for everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I would just be so invested in trying to help out the spirit that it's like, oh, yeah, what? I, I, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I'm here in my that, house. I'm trying to relax. That's a commitment. You don't want to have to deal with no. trying to cross someone over while they're like holding my hand it's like that's really intimate that's very intimate but also i'm in your space so i understand yeah but you don't get to hold my hand exactly you should ask not when i'm just sleeping and you're gonna touch me yeah and hold my hand where i'm like let go babe no you're in my house though yeah and it's like okay but also 1890s it's 2000 it's been a while that's a long time. It's been like over a hundred years. But I'm sure Mary was just like, "Hey, at least I don't have to listen to that mixtape." <laughs> yeah, she's like, you "Thank you." She's just like, <laughs> she's "Thank you, thank you." Never leave. <laughs> Please. This will be turned back into a music room. <laughs> um, hey, tell people where, what you got going on. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I have a monthly at the Elysian with my husband called Late Night Talk Show, and it's Love just that. like we themed, you know late night themed shit you know classic great and then we also have a podcast that we barely record i don't think we recorded since april <laughs> but it's there babe there's a back catalog, catalog back okay. catalog it's called bong hits. bong hits you know some more weed and then just yeah follow my socials i'm around just doing shows all the time 
love having that. fun. I love a podcast about weed that's like, it's been a couple months since <laughs> we've done it. It's been so long since we've I done it. I feel like that's that makes sense. It's it's the vibe. It's on brand. I love that. Yeah. Well, and I strongly recommend people see you live because you are so funny. I just love to have fun on stage, you know? <laughs> I love fun. I love fun. Thank you so much to Cameron Farmer. Be sure to look out for that video version of this if you would like to watch that version instead. Um, or some of the other video versions. They're all on YouTube from the past couple of weeks. And Patreon, patreon.com slash for a full-length episode. I actually just did one about Iowa and that was kind of why the Van Meter visitor was on my mind. I didn't talk about that on Patreon, but I was going into Iowa, going, going, going through all the different states looking for paranormal things to talk about. I am trying my darndest to get out there on TikTok and Instagram doing the reels and all that stuff. You know, maybe it has to do with... A certain psychic, Char Margolis, telling me that I should probably get out there more, which I've also known I need to do. So if you want, follow me. I'm trying to put out more comedy and clips from the pod and stuff like that. It's at Roz Hernandez on Instagram and TikTok. Wait, no. TikTok and Twitter is at It's Roz Hernandez. Hey, it's Halloween. Tell your friends about the show. I love you so much, my dears. I think that's about it from me. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me, okay, bye. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye. Starbanks Avenue, a podcast. <clears throat> A podcast network.